right, we're back on a Making Waves podcast right after lunch. I mean, a really interesting lunchtime conversations going on. Uh, great. Again, the energy in the room is fantastic. It's clear people want to do business. Absolutely. They've been kind of chomping at the bit to get back in this room, shaking hands or touching elbows, however it is, masked up or not. We're really in the conversation. You know what? Genoa Design thrust us in the middle of this conversation to get people talking. I'm really excited to hear what you're doing, Rich. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let's start from the beginning, mate. <laughs> the beginning. No, yeah. the, not the beginning. Not when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, look, it's really a pleasure to be here. I, uh, you know, I've known Al for a long time. Uh, he knows my brother well, so uh, no, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. So yeah, my name is Rich Carvel. I'm the uh, I work for Talus Canada now. Um, I'm the Coastal Operations Manager here in Halifax, and uh, and I manage the Halifax office. We've got about 26 people. I'll go a bit more into that in a second, but yeah, in terms of hearing about me and who yeah. I am, so I'm a Montreal boy, grew up, born and raised in Montreal. Uh, my parents were both Air Force, believe it or not. My brother and I are both Navy, so that made for interesting dinner conversations, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, no one army in the family. Got, nobody army in the family. No, there is actually on my, on my dad's side. My cousins are were army, but yeah, no, a lot, a lot of military background yeah. and stuff. So, uh, you know, I went the military college route, CMR, RMC, and then, uh, uh, then, then started off on my naval career. So I did 35 years in the Royal Canadian Navy, wow. uh, rose to a Navy captain. A couple of my highlights were uh, uh, I was a commanding officer of the fleet maintenance facility here in Halifax. Uh, so commanding the dockyard, and uh, I was a naval attaché for Canada down in Washington D.C. My last job, my last job in the Navy, and then uh, after my naval career, I um, I did a bit of consulting, did some business development work uh, for uh, you know things in my background. I'm a combat systems engineer, so radar companies and things like that. And then uh, one day, Talis called me up and said, "We're putting together a bid for this." This project called Aegis, right? Right. A, which is an acronym of acronyms. Yeah. It's a, a AOPS, Arctic and Offshore Patrol Ship, J, Joint Support Ship, and then the ISS is in-service support. And they said, we're putting together this, uh, you know, this bid for this, this program, and, uh, you know, we're looking for somebody who's got waterfront experience and understands how the dockyards work, right. how the how the fleet maintenance facilities work, and so would you come and give us a hand doing the bid? And I said, sure. So... Off I went to Ottawa pretty much every week for about six weeks, and um, uh, we put in the bed. Flash forward a couple of years uh, when the whole process was gone through, and Talus won, won the Aegis contract. Great story. Yeah, yes. and so then they uh, they called me back up and said, uh, "Well, thanks for helping us with the bid. Would you like to start up our Halifax office?" And I said, "Sure." So I was employee one, and we're up to 26 now, which is really great. You know, yeah. we've got a nice mix of uh, folks that um, uh, you know are retired Navy. But also fresh, fresh people too. Have How's nothing to the do transition with the from the navy to the private sector been for you? Yeah, I've had no trouble really. I, I had some great advice. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, if you're smart, you, you talk to the senior folks who have done it before you. And uh, I'm not talking about Al here, but uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a Absolutely. senior. But you know, no, but but I talk about you know talk about. Friends of mine, retired admirals, right. retired yeah. other retired captains and stuff like that. And they, they give you good advice about, you know, leaving your former life behind. You know, be proud of it, but it's it's the next chapter. Right. And really, that's the way that I looked at it. I really concentrated on, let's make this my next chapter. I always knew that I didn't want to do just one thing in my yeah. life. Yeah. And I think if you go in with, it, with that attitude and you say, hey, how can I make another contribution, but from a different perspective? That's, right. that's been my I view. Think, I think this is important to know uh, people. It's a challenge for a lot of these companies here to find people. And your story is inspiring, I think, Alan. Oh, well, it, it, absolutely, Rich. It opens a pathway for a lot of these industry partners to look at some of the military folks as an option. 
disruption. I mean, clearly, you've had an amazing transition into the private sector. But I, I loved how quickly you passed over the highlights. And you're, I mean, come on, you ran the fleet maintenance facility. Complicated work. Yeah, you're an. You're Fourteen hundred of my closest friends, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're an attaché down in in Washington, or their biggest partner down there. I mean, complicated work. You're managing all this great transition into industry, working with a great company, yeah. great people. There's no doubt of the team that you've put together. There's got to be a lot of growth right now happening. Talk to us a little bit about sure. that. Sure, sure, and, and and I'm excited to talk about that. I really am because yeah. the, uh, you know, as we get into the Arctic and offshore patrol ships and eventually the joint support ships being delivered, there is lots of opportunity. You know, that's a new fleet of ships. It's a new class of ships for yeah. the Royal Canadian Navy. There was, these are not, especially the, the Arctic ships are not replacing anything that was there before. Different for the JSS, they're replacing the AORs. Yeah. About but time we did something like that. It is, it is, it is. And I, look, I, I, uh, they're magnificent ships. I have to I say, know. Yeah. you know, um, uh, Irving Ship Building have built magnificent ships. Pretty we're amazing. enough to be on one, weren't we? Yeah. Well, so, Rich, you should know, Jerry and I walked in the back of Irving Shipyard last week, bringing steel in one end, right? and we came out the other end and we did a tour of Margaret Brooks. Did they turn you around into a ship? You know? yeah. <laughs> Listen, Are you part of the steel? It was <laughs> unbelievable just to see the process yeah. in action, the people at yeah. work yeah. doing this, the automation yes. in the middle of all this, and then Rich got to talk to sailors that served on this latest ship on the Margaret Brooks. You want to see the oh, excitement excited. in their yeah, eyes, I know. right? I know. You're a part of that. I man. know, and I've seen, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time with Corey Gleason, Commander yep. Corey Gleason, yep. the CEO of, of Harry DeWolf, and now I've introduced myself, and we've had some initial meetings with, with uh, Nicole Rocher, Commander yep. Nicole Robichaud, the yep. CEO of Margaret Brook, and yeah, and it's fun. You can see you can see the light in the eyes of the sailors. Isn't They're great? excited, and yeah. especially uh, I, I, I was on board Harry DeWolf not long after her first trip north to do some of her cold weather and ice breaking trials. And um, uh, some of the sailors said that was the best trip of their lives. You yeah, know, they've never, heard 100%. never been any, anything, never done anything like that before. Yeah. And, uh, I was so envious. Yeah. You know, I, wish, no, I, I wish I was 30 years we younger. We expected to hear all you know, the Caribbean trips and all that. The Arctic Absolutely. was something that really stood out. And I've been up to the Arctic. Uh, I went there with, in fact, uh, my friend, uh, now retired Rear Admiral John Newton. You know, I yeah. joined his ship and we went into Pond Inlet. And uh, I'll tell you, the north, it's magnificent. It's yeah. a magnificent part of our country that... Not enough of us get to see it. Right. Really, on. Did you go? Did you go north? I've never been, no. and it's amazing. In years, you never got to go never north. Never got to go north. It's amazing how many people say that, Rich. Really? We Jerry and I interviewed young sailors on board HMCS Toronto. We asked them, like, what was your favorite port visit? They said the north. Yeah, yeah. It's magnificent. It really is worth. It's really. Worth yeah, it makes you proud to be Canadian. It does. Right? It does. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I wish we celebrated it more. I really, yeah. I really do. You know, we have a lot to do up there. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of work to do, and a lot of a lot of protecting to do. Yep. And um, but no, I, and I'm really proud to be associated with these ships, and right. you know, having them technically ready to go, to go north because right. that's not the same as going to the Caribbean right. or going to Europe yeah. or something. You know, uh, getting support there is much more difficult, right? So, uh, but that's okay. That's that's what we're here to do. And uh, these ships are built with, you know, redundancy and. Long legs, you know. They they uh, Harry DeWolf basically made it across the whole the whole Arctic on one tank of gas, right? Isn't so, that unbelievable? Uh, it's unreal. It's an yeah. amazing trip. Amazing. So you talk about things happening in the north. You talk about new ships, growth in the industry. The opportunities are amazing. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Yeah. for companies to work with your company and the like. So 
Yeah, to me, the way I would class it is there's amazing opportunities for individuals, right. and there's amazing opportunities for small to medium business size companies to really get on board. You know, we're in a really unique model under this, this Aegis contract. It's, it, it is a little akin to what we were doing for the maritime coastal defense vessels, but it, it's more. It, right. It's bigger. We're, we're, we have a larger responsibility under this contract. Um, we're, we're also mandated to work with our friends at the uh, partners at the fleet maintenance facility, so that's good. Yeah. You know, I know the place from you know having the place, been there yeah. before. You know a few people I, there. I know a few people there as well, and I know people in the headquarters still, so that that's good. But, uh, but no, we're working really well together in, yeah. in the dockyard. And so, so back to the sort of small to medium-sized businesses, because the idea is to maintain and develop the strategic capability within the fleet maintenance facilities, but also in local industry here in Halifax and, of course, eventually out in Esquimalt as well, in Victoria. Yeah. So um, uh, so we've started that. In fact, Harry DeWolf is in a short work period right now right. in Esquimalt. In Esquimalt, wow. In Esquimalt. And we've got a little under a dozen sub subcontracted companies out there doing work already. Uh, on board Harry DeWolf. The fleet maintenance facility out there is going to do work on board. And, and here in Halifax, we have about 70 companies that we have on subcontract to do 70 70 yeah to do work uh, on board the on board the first the uh, AOPVs and then eventually JSS when they come along as well now we haven't we haven't engaged all of them to do actual work yet but we have them ready to go that's right under contract ready to go but we have used a good number of them um I would say a good 25 or 30 of them that we have um had do work on board and we're we're having them do some corrective maintenance, but they're also doing a lot of the plan maintenance, right? right. So, and and we're trying to get out ahead of the curve here and, and get these ships and have them stay in a good technical state for a long time, able to meet all the missions, but just maintain a good technical state, mm-hmm. you know, as, as they come further and further into service and as their numbers grow, right? Basically, we're getting one a year, right? So we have wow. two now, right? Yeah, so yeah. we've been at this for about 15 months. So it's... Uh, it feels like longer than that, and that's only because we've done a lot. Right. We have done a lot. That's right. In the middle of the pandemic. That's right. You know, uh, Rich, we often use the expression, a rising tide floats all boats. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have described it better. That's right. You know, exactly. uh, you've got success here in big shipbuilders, and other companies are all coming along with it. Exactly It's right. an unbelievable it Canadian success story. It is. It is really, it's really good. I'm... Uh, I'm really pleased to see the way that it's working out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun as the coastal operations manager. And every once in a while, I have to tell, remind myself to t- take a step back and just kind of watch from a little bit of a distance. You right. know, and uh, I have such an amazing team here. We have such an amazing team here. Yeah. Um, you know, working together, working with local industry. You know, sorting out all it's all the little things, right? Making sure that we have a high safety culture. You know, uh, and working within all the rules and regulations within the dockyard. The pandemic rules in right. terms of how people can wow. work together. Yeah. You know, we're contact tracing, but but even just managing people and making sure they've got all the right certifications and qualifications to go on board and execute the work in an effective and efficient manner. So it's very exciting. Wow, really Jerry, exciting. what do you think? Well, I just think you know, I think about I have a young, eighteen-year-old who's studying nautical science at the Marine Institute St. John's. And nice. The opportunity. What you've presented here today is is the opportunity for youth. We are really big on that, aren't we? Yeah. 100%. If, if someone out there is young and they're thinking there's not enough opportunity, they need to talk to someone like you. Yeah. And that's why we're happy that Genoa is giving us this platform to bring your ideas to to the, the public. Right. right? And, and we do. And sorry, sorry, Alan, but, yeah. but we, 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 we are, like I said, we have a good mix. We have some retired Navy who, you know, will 
more gray like me, you yeah. know. But uh, but we have some young folks too who have never worked in the marine sector, and they are bringing innovative ideas in terms of how we get stuff done, Fantastic. you know, how we get work done effectively and efficiently. And so we're excited that we're we're doing this with a nice mix of people. So yeah. the more opportunity, yeah. the better. Absolutely. Well, what a great conversation, Rich. And thanks for taking time out to speak to us here today on Making Waves podcast. I mean, I know you're a busy guy. There's a lot lot of stuff happening here. Really appreciated your perspective on things. And, and I got to tell you, you can feel the optimism in your voice okay. and the pride that you have in what you're doing. I can tell you this, man. I'm sure glad that you're in this industry, and I am proud to have served with you, my friend. Yeah, me too. Thank you very Cheers. much, and thank you for your service, and thank you, Jerry, for including me today, and it was a real pleasure to speak with you, gentlemen. Thanks Great. very much.